0: You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 118, Debbie Downer's Double Deja Vu. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have... The Dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that has just been added to grab on. My name is Jim Purcell.
1: <laughs> I'm Craig Olson.
0: I'm Raven Perez. And uh, welcome to the latest episode of the Savage Fincast, the internet's only uh, podcast dedicated to Eric Larson's creation, Savage Dragon, uh, where we also cover his other uh, comic, Ant, which we are going to be talking about later.
2: We make an uh, anthill out of a molehill, or a mountain. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Consider <laughs> we <laughs> we downgrade, we downsize for these. How you fellas doing?
0: Doing pretty well.
2: Yeah, me too. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So it has been a while since we've done a uh, regular episode. In fact, I think last time we, you know, last time we did a Savage Dragon issue, so now we're doing an Ant issue. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of a you know it it's kind of working out. You get a Savage Dragon one month and an Ant the next. It kind of goes mm-hmm. back and forth, which kind of works out for us. Um, but it is always good just, to have a new comic. Yes Craig? yes, Craig?
1: No, I was going to say, it just means we have to fill in the spaces with some retros until yeah. yep. we build up more.
0: Yep, and we definitely got some retros to get to uh, in the near future. So Yeah, um, don't
2: worry. Don't worry, dear listener. We got the gas in the can. We're going to deliver the goods. So, um, nothing,
0: no news really to speak of. Uh, But we did have a interesting conversation uh, that we kicked off last uh, episode, uh, which we asked, uh, which, given the events of 262, which of course was an absolute uh, bloodbath, which (laughs) long-standing character would you kill off next? Which character would you never want to die? Uh, No list, just one of each. Uh, We got some responses to that, uh, along with some other emails. In fact, we'll get to... Our first email now. It says, "Hey guys, it was great hearing you read my letter out on the most recent episode of the podcast. It's nice to know that somebody has actually read something I've written, even if it's just a fan letter." Uh, the six-page Savage Dragon comic I mentioned uh, in this previous letter uh, was posted on my Instagram, which you can find at uh, uh, snoobold 70 fn 6 We will, I'll, uh, I'll, drop a link into uh, the uh, the um, description of wherever you're reading or watching this. Uh, he posted it on his Instagram on the seventh of April. Uh, it sits. Uh, it sits between posts about Overkill Magazine and Team Youngblood. Hope that helps you find it. All the best, Stephen Newbold. Uh, thanks for writing, Stephen. I did. We did take a look at your comic. It's actually pretty fun. Uh, being for our listeners, it's uh, appears to be a team up with uh, super old school super patriot Mighty Man uh, and Glory, I believe. Yeah.
1: Ooh. <laughs> so, it's a it's an homage to like the Sal Buscema style, which is super rad. I really really like it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah,
2: Savage Dragon fans are the most talented fans in the world.
1: It's true. It's this, this thing is neat. Is,
2: the book's lousy with talent in the readership. It's amazing. Uh, thank you, Stephen. Uh, thank you, Jim. Uh, Craig, uh, go ahead and jump to the next email here. Uh, hello, Jim, Craig, and Raven. I'm a long-time listener and enjoyer of the podcast. Congratulations on Super Freaks. The book was the epitome of fun and luck. It was. Uh, I'm glad the comic world got the chance to see the Finn friends that I get to listen to on my long commutes to work. I would like to answer the most recent interesting conversation of which long-time character do I want to live and which to die. I agree with Jim, and Powerhouse should live forever, plus have more adventure appearances. Uh, I love his appearances and fights back in the early 50s, the issue numbers, not the year. The die one is controversial, but hear me out maxine dragon boo <laughs> i have no ill will towards her i don't want to start a huge debate here but i would think it really shake up the status quo sorry raven apology not accepted uh also i agree with the Faco situation just make this new mako don't even know his name a different kind of shark hammerhead blue bull sand whale there are a ton of different types or have Abner Cadaver's string reanimate his original body. Anyway, keep creating, and I'll keep listening. Thanks again, Travis, P.S. Thank you for confirming the email address, checking my previous emails I sent them with the older phone and the tablets. uh, Might be why they did not arrive, etc., etc. Not too pertinent for you, dear listeners, but just letting Travis know that we see you, King, and we appreciate you. Um, It doesn't have to be a whole debate, I've never told a listener they're wrong, but Travis, you're wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> nah. Put Maxine. Through I'm joking. A blender. Put Maxine through a blender. I'm joking. <laughs> it break my heart. It break my heart into pieces. But it would indeed shake things up. I, I I tell you, as a Maxine enjoyer, I have been enjoying the fact that she's not been disposable like dragons. You know, many partners. But. If she was gone, it would, like, just create a shit ton of stories. Because he's got all those goddamn kids. Yeah. So, there is that. So, I got to give Travis 100% give the devil his due. If you want to just create a shit ton of stories, that would get it going. Oh,
1: my heart. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, shall we move on? We've yeah, got our interesting conversation segment for this episode. So uh, listeners, if you're new to this, this is the finteresting Conversations where we come up with a topic regarding uh, Eric Larson's work and we talk about it for a little bit and then we open the floor up to our listeners to come up with an answer that they could write in or provide us with their own conversation topic uh, if they so like. Uh, you can... Write in with your answers to this uh, interesting conversation at savagefincast at gmail dot com, and we will uh, read your responses on our next regular episode. So for today's this episode's conversation, um, we'd like to see who would you like to see Ant crossover with. So I mean, obviously, this issue that we're going to be reviewing, Ant Four has got Dragon. Uh, we've seen Spawn in the past. Um, who would be the next character you would like to see a big Ant crossover with? Who wants Who's to start going this first?
2: one? Who's going? You want me to go? Yes. Go. Go, go, go for, go for it. it. Yes. I'm raring to go, baby. The person that I would like to see Ant cross over with next is none other than Sarah Pizzini, the Witchblade. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense makes a ton of sense. You know why? Because they're naked. they're both... (laughs) Yes. For one. (laughs) Number one. Yes. Number one, it would be super sexy. I think that Ant is inherently just a sexual character. Number two, they both have similar kind of things where it's like a a lady, leading lady with like a, you know, a suit that gives them abilities and powers up. Number three, you could do cool things. Like you could have like fucking Ant use her powers to like temporarily steal the witch blade. Or, you know, you could have Ant use her costume to mimic the Witchblade's powers to try and fight it back. There's all kinds of awesome shit you could do in an Ant versus Witchblade crossover. We know Eric likes to draw Sarah Pizzini in the classic Witchblade costume. It's a no-brainer, baby. Everybody wins. <laughs> That's it. I don't um, know
1: much about Witchblade at all, to be honest with you.
2: You don't need to. <laughs> all you need to know is, all you need to know, there's two things. Sarah Pozzini is a cop. So you got that Malcolm cop kind of thing. You know, the Savage Dragon cop hero thing. The Witchblade is like, kind of like chooses who uses it. It's like a chosen one thing. It's always a woman. So that's how you got the thing where the blade could like, you know, choose to be on Hannah for a little bit, right? And then it can create armor. Knives, bladed weaponry, and it can shoot fire flames mm that's all you need to know, baby interesting <laughs> it's awesome it's secretly awesome, but unfortunately, it's not very secretly well done so
1: she's <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> got like a fully she's like fully clothed now too, right It's not like the bikini type
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's
0: gone through a, re- a revision lately, yeah.
2: New Witchblade is uh, fully clothed, I believe. Uh, the other thing, too, is the Witchblade has an opposite, like, power. Like, basically, like a mortal nemesis, like the darkness. So you've got, like, a built-in foil. Like, it's kind of, it's, it's cool. The whole thing is actually cooler than Spawn. And in a perfect world, there'd be 300 issues of Witchblade all done by, I don't know. Sylvestri. Silvestri, but we don't live in that world. We live in this one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's one of those characters that's weird that, like, his second outing kind of beat his original image concept. Like, you know, Witchblade far outdid Cyber uh, Force.
2: Witchblade's a a million times more original and a million times better. Yeah. Like, fucking, he brought in Garth Ennis to write The Darkness. (laughs) It's like, fucking, are you kidding me? It's like, there's just, there's good stuff in the Witchblade, like, back catalog, but unfortunately there's a lot of schlocky bullshit, too.
1: Had its own TV show. I remember that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think they're still trying to. They're still, I think that one show, like, kind of just kept the door peekaboo open for all time. Gotcha. Anyway, I think Sarah Bazzini, Witchblade rocks. I think she'd make a kick-ass ant compliment. Like, I think Ant meets Witchblade would be fucking fantastic.
1: Cool. All right, Jim. What about you?
2: Uh, you go because I have
0: to figure something out real quick. I think I got uh, an idea. All right.
1: Well, I I've, I've been on a kick with uh the Radiant Black Universe and I feel like he's kind of like the newer invincible guy on the block at Image and I really? like what I mean uh, <laughs> I like Virginia, what Kyle Virginia. Higgins doing with uh, the shared universe with Rogue Sun and Dead Lucky and I thought I think having a crossover with Ant might Pull in some new readers. I think it could be interesting. They're both kind of younger characters. Cool. So I would, uh, I'd go with Radiant Black.
0: See, I would say Radiant Red would make more sense.
1: Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I guess I'm just saying in general those characters from that universe. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Radiant Red would, and that that miniseries, the the art is so good. Oh yeah, and it was Ra- a good story.
0: I'm liking Radiant Red way more than the main series right now.
1: I I agree with you.
2: God damn, I guess I, I didn't like Radiant Black, so I guess I should get in on this yeah, Radiant Red.
1: Radiant
0: Red and Rogue Sun are actually exceptional. They Oh, uh, okay. The com- good, they're, the com- yes. they're the comics I wish Radiant Black was, I'll be honest.
1: Awesome. Yeah, Radiant Red's like the anti-hero, kind of.
0: like. Yeah, she's got stuff going on, but...
2: I'm into it. The thing is, is that I wanted to like that, but if you guys remember, like... I read it and I was just like, mm, there's like so much potential, but like it didn't deliver. Yeah. Dude, fuck yeah.
1: I still like it, but I, I like Radiant Red better, and the artwork on Radiant Red is phenomenal.
2: I got a new comic to add to the pull box. Thank you. So, um, my
0: choice is kind of an out there choice. I think both of you got really good choices, so I'm going to go with a weirdo pick. <laughs> um, I think, uh,. See, see, it's a weirdo pick because uh, Copra doesn't actually cross over with anything ever. It's kind of its own thing. But I think Gracie's mm-hmm. such a cool character design. I think she'd go great with Ant.
1: That would be cool. I I was hoping to see, Copra cross over with some Something. image, proper IP. You know, yeah. Since it's a superhero thing, and uh, yeah, I don't I, know if I see that happening now that he pulled the book and is just doing the trades through Image.
0: Yeah, the, the copra situation is kind of odd right now. Although Fife did tell me that uh, Image is still going to publish the digital versions of the single issues just at a later date, along with the the print trades. So it's still still at Image sort of just just not the print single issues. Um, I think it's more of a question that- of is copra copra seems like a superhero universe, but you never really kind of see the superhero universe. It's always pretty focused on its main characters.
1: Yeah, and I always so, feel it could be like a situation like the Wanted crossover, where it yeah. could just exist in Savage Dragon, and he just, just could ne- never acknowledge it, or, it in his own book.
2: <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm down with that, dude. Like, I would love. That's a good, you, Jim. You said that was a weirdo pick. That's yeah, no, that's a awesome great pick. But, yeah, I think the visual of Gracie. If you guys need to Google it, listeners, for one, if you're not reading Cobra, read Cobra. It's fucking incredible. And I think Dragon fans would just like it. But for two, Google Copra, C-O-P-R-A, Gracie, G-R-A-C-I-E, and you'll see immediately, like, the visual appeal of, like, Gracie and Ant side by side. It's kind of like where I was going with Witchblade, as I was just thinking these two characters on the same page would just be dynamite together. And, Jim, I think Gracie's a great pick for that reason, dude.
1: Yeah. I think they look
2: great together. That's yeah. a good
0: pick, bro. I think th- we got through this one. We, I think we all got good picks this for this one. Hopefully, we didn't take all the good ones for our listening audience.
2: I got <laughs> it. I'm going to change my pick last second. Yours wasn't <laughs> weird enough, and you've inspired me, Bazooka Joe. Just <laughs> Savage kidding.
1: Dragon already crossed over with Bazooka Joe.
2: Are you kidding? No, I for I always forget this. It happened.
1: Yeah. God damn it. Oh, it crazy. was he was in a Bazooka Joe uh, mini gum strip thing, you know,
2: like that was with gum, like you could yeah. open a piece of gum and see Savage Dragon.
1: Yeah, it to wasn't me, drawn. It wasn't drawn by Eric, but
2: oh shit, I have found it. As far as I'm concerned, to me, you've made it. <laughs> <laughs> like truly, you are a pop culture icon if you were in a Bazooka Joe comic. Yep, Spider Man isn't.
1: He probably is. Is he? There, there was a trading card. um, The
0: the trading card was part of the Image Universe trading card set. It was like the foil, like chase rare, which you can you can buy apparently for a buck sixty five. So, but the
1: actual, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say no. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead.
2: Good listening. I see this Bazooka <laughs> Joe Savage Dragon and I'm just like what? Incredible dude. It, it's it lo-
1: legit. It it really happened.
2: Yeah, and it
0: looks like it came out in the nineties, so it was a it was an early crossover too. I think it came oh, out yeah, in ninety five, I think that's what the copyright information says. That's yeah, incredible. it's So it, it's it right must at the have height. it must have been some kind of weird image like tie in thing. Bizarre.
2: Fucking awesome is what it is. Hey, guys, who would you like to see Ant cross over with? Let us know. <laughs> What's that email, Craig?
1: Savagefincast at gmail.com. I think it's hilarious that you said Bazooka Joe and had no idea about that.
0: Wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute. This might not actually be an actual Bazooka Joe strip. This uh, I'm appears- pretty sure it is. This from- okay, so I'm not... Here, I'm on SD. Let me send you both a link to look at this real quick. Um, just a real time. I'm going to send you a link. All right, it's in the it's in the Discord chat. Uh, okay. go, go down to the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Uh, images 7 and 8. Image 7 shows you the, the Eric Larson Bazooka Joe card next mm-hmm. to a Cutthroat and a, a Hellraiser card. And if you click mm-hmm. the next card down, you see... The Bazooka Joe comic is on the back of the Bazooka Joe card because the Cutthroat Hellraiser uh, backer card is being shown there as well. So now I wonder if it was an actual crossover, uh, like in the actual gum pack or not, and not just on the back of this card. Uh,
2: You seeing what I'm seeing? I see exactly what you're saying.
1: Oh, maybe it is just on the back of the card. I know I have a Bazooka Joe, a Bazooka Joe like book of it through the ages and the that comics featured in it. Is I'll, it? I'll read All up right. on it. Well, maybe
0: yeah. it, maybe it was on maybe it was on the back of this card and in Bubblegum.
1: Well, I mean, obviously it was on the card there was some kind of licensing or something. But, yeah, I don't know. I I believe it's more than just um, I don't know the word for it. Uh, I, I yeah. think it's legit whether it actually happened on a wrapper in, in a piece of gum or on the back of the card. I think it was well, uh, a legit bazooka.
0: It, it definitely is because it's got the right. copyright information. It was in a in a card set, so it was definitely official for certain.
2: It's official because I'm like looking at this bazookajoecomics.com. And it's, it's right on there. They've actually got, like, the strip in insanely high quality. Like, it's, like, giant. Huh. So it's, like, you can see it's, like, written and all the artist is the Bazooka Joe artist and all this stuff. But uh, was it in gum? That's the million-dollar question. Could you open gum and find this comic? Who knows? <laughs> It's funny because I'm looking at this comic. It doesn't at any point other than the copyright info. It doesn't say who Savage Dragon is. (laughs) It says, Say, Joe, check out my robber costume. Think anyone will fall for this gag? And then Dragon just punches him in the face. Wilmore, you fell for that cop. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. We've talked about this way too long. All right. Hey! Hey. It's been so long. Aren't you guys hungry? Aren't you just starved? Aren't you absolutely fucking peaked for some sustenance?
0: Please never say peaked it again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, the accoutrement to this episode, the meat and potatoes, is ant number four. Oh, baby. Let Ooh. me tell you. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling real good about this one. Okay, I'm just saying, ant <laughs> number three turned the corner for me. Ant number four delivered the fucking goods.
0: I agree. Me. I agree. It's still clipping along.
2: Yeah, because it's like you know I'm looking at the timeline here. One and two, you know, twelve was weird. Twelve was a weird bag. One and two, they were getting there. You know, they're kind of still a little throwing us. Three started to sort of gel like a lot better. Dude, as far as I'm concerned, I'm enjoying four as much as an issue of Savage Dragon. It's just a fucking good ass issue. I want to be a Debbie Downer. That's but okay. I'll, I'll we need that. Time. We need that variety. First of all, the cover baby the big spotlight it's a much better choice than the uh, gradient we talked about this previously we're not going to dwell on it but I just want to say I love this dynamic cover switch it open who do we got on the inside another dynamic cover of ant overlooking a gadget man fallen to his knees oh please oh help me as a <laughs> generic looking cold guy comes to attack him
0: yep, <laughs> cold burn pretty generic all right
2: looking yeah, at,
0: lo- looking anyway
2: colburn's generic looking but that's part of what makes like the twist of rooney later interesting to me but uh yeah dude uh i guess it's fucking cool to see Ant beat up on costume bad guys
0: that's true she has not done that much yet uh uh, what's-her-face mime turned out to not be the real deal. Jessica Mime.
2: Jessica Mime should have been a villain. I mean, I thought that was, like, you know, cool powers. Like, to mime guns and stuff. It's kind of disappointing that she was, like, you know, just like an actor (laughs) or something. So it's cool to see her actually fighting actual villains, you know?
1: So... I'm having difficulties with Ant. I need you guys to help me see the light. Okay. Get
2: it out there, dude.
1: So I think Eric just has this thing with comics that he just he wants to fix things. Right. And that's what's going on with Ant. He's just taking all of the original series. Uh-huh. He even gave it its own kind of cleaner ending, which eventually this series is going to tie into. Right. And he's taking everything that, that Gully did and is just rearranging it in a linear fashion, right, and truncating it and making it kind of clearer. But if you read all the original comics, I don't know. It's just like I just wish he would have done something different. Maybe a reboot of. So Ant. your your, your problem is, is is retreading too much. It's retreading so much. Like if you read issue seven and eight of the original Image Ant, Yep. Basically, all he's he, a lot of these are just the page swipes are are you know there's at least 3 or 4 pages so
0: of swipes so i didn't hey. realize how much he was reusing until I got to the end of this issue and he saw and i saw it in the back matter
2: yeah. same yeah
0: so i think that might be good in that i couldn't tell until i was told
2: yeah same
1: i just don't see i don't know like he just wants to fix it, and I'm like, you know, he well, could have started Ant, kind of get, like a reboot, and I would have been much much better. Not to I get think.
0: too far ahead, but his goal seems to be he wants to tell this story from Hannah's perspective, like specifically right. from her perspective. So everything that doesn't happen directly to her, where she's aware of it, is what's getting cut out. All the all the all the all like there's a part in here where she gets knocked unconscious, and there's kind of a jarring change. Of a oh, own, very own. much
2: so, yeah. We'll and talk that, about it. And
0: he does that intentionally because Hannah would only be aware of what came before and what comes after. And whatever middle part there that Gadget Man did that we are not privy to because it was in the other Image series doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, so I get it's not it. here. I, I, like,
2: yeah, like we'll so. talk about it when we get there. I, I didn't I, love that. The, the, the thing is, is, I'm not going to disagree with you, Craig. Uh, I absolutely do wish... That he'd taken the clean slate approach. Um, In fact, like when we're seeing these two villains, these are not necessarily Eric looking villains. Right. And I would very much love to see Ant graduate past this uh, correcting phase, right? I I would very much like to see the book graduate past the desire to retell Mario... Because I don't think it's necessary. Right. Like, all this stuff here... Like, if Eric wants to show Gadget Man being a badass... Because, again, to me, it's it's badass to see... Like, well, Gadget Man has his moment in this book,
0: right? Well, I think the problem is, and the problem has been, is that Eric can't really reprint the entire Mario Gully series for trademark and copyright reasons. So mm-hmm. the goal is to crib basically crib-note it into the most essential parts so that he can sell this as a collect as like a total package this is ant this is the story of ant this is all you need to know and then eventually after that he can do what he wants with ant
1: yeah i I know and that's where i'm stuck like the the need to like fix the old stuff instead of just rebooting it and just doing what you want like i just feels like to me it feels like a slog like i don't know i don't I don't really care for any of the, so you, the older you, image you, gully stuff, and you, I don't like retreading on it. You read
0: Ant when it came out originally?
1: Um, no, no. He I it. read the first few issues, and then I went when I knew Eric was going to do Ant, I went back and bought the back issues so I could kind of understand it. And, and, and then you read them? Yes. So you've read, you have read them all? Yeah, I've that's tried to forget a lot pro- of them.
0: That's but. probably <laughs> the difference then, because it's still all new to me oh Same yeah here. yeah
1: but the, the thing i don't get is why like i understand it in a way because i feel like just that's how eric is he just wants to like fix it and he's big into continuity and and keeping things intact i mean hell he like I said he actually went out of his way to start with issue 12 before he rebooted with one you know right. but it's just why like we don't need like just reboot it like we know you know you could say the old ant was in Savage Dragon's universe and the new ant's in Malcolm's universe, you know, in the post-Savage World universe. Like, why? We don't we don't need all, like, like to me this issue, the fun stuff is when, he, when she's with Malcolm and the stuff before it's like he's just trying to shoehorn I don't know.
2: See, here's the thing is I'm gonna agree with Craig I'm not Craig, I'm gonna agree with Jim that probably what's fucking with you is that you read the old stuff. And so yeah. you're you're getting hit by because the thing is is when I read this stuff I can tell it's not hundred percent Eric because there's choices in here I don't think he'd make like yeah. brain drain is you don't, just kind of you,
0: you don't think he'd design a character that looks like
2: that I think he'd make the character a little cooler is yeah. all oh, I
0: think you know I don't think Eric's done a green haired girl before
2: I mean listen I don't it's not that I don't like the character but I'm saying I think Eric would make her look like I think Coldburn wouldn't have looked so generic. Like, Mind Drainer wouldn't have looked so generic. I think that there would have been differences had he done his own thing. And, of course, listen, dude, I'm always going to, like, say I want to see Eric do his own thing. That being said, this is still hitting me as new comics. Right, yeah. Because I haven't done the retread. And so, for me, I think that's the benefit that me and Jim have is that, like, we're reading this. And because it is still the – it's still through an Eric lens, right? It right. hit me as a mostly Eric filling comic. Because I would say that like even though like as I'm reading this sequence we're getting way ahead, but like even as I'm reading this sequence where it's like first there's the cold burn who just looks pretty generic. And then she like gets like blacked out and wakes up and there's like brain drain and there's no there's no real clear it's like oh she just wakes up and it's like, Oh well, you yeah, know, fuck it. Colburn's gone, and this girl's here now. That that was weird. That was jarring. Yeah, it's weird because
1: if you read the original issue, all that's filled in. It's all like you understand it way way more, you know. And I guess you're not. You don't need to know it. I guess right. You don't need to know and it. And part
0: Hannah, of it. Hannah doesn't know it because she was unconscious at the time.
2: I will say, right. as a new reader, and that's what, as,
0: that's a good point. It's all as a her. new
2: reader. It didn't bother me. Like I, I, it felt weird and it felt jarring. But I wasn't bothered by
0: it. And again, Hannah is also confused, and her confusion is our confusion, so it's it's intentional.
2: Yeah, it worked. It, it worked for me. I mean,
0: Jim, did it work for you? I mean, I was momentarily taken aback, but then I recovered.
2: Yeah, same thing. When I flip the so, page, and there's a whole different villain, I'm like, uh, what? Am I missing something here? And then instantly the word, the captions are like, Coldburn is gone with my hand. You know, Coldburn's gone. My hand is gone with him. Whoever yeah. this woman is, you know, I was like, okay, well. I, know, think my, I think my I think
0: I think my immediate thought was that all of the stuff with Coldburn had happened in her head with this woman uh, projecting yes. it into her. But because the hand is gone, the continuity's still there, so that was solved pretty quickly. That that was not the case.
2: Yeah, the caption box instantly like snaps you back into place. So For I think
1: what and Eric, I think. You know, clears this up in the letters page at the end of this comic is that pretty much everything that happens in this book actually happens. But besides, like, so in the original Ant series, like the first three issues ended up being a dream sequence, and then it was like real stuff. And I feel like in the first issue, she had some of that dream sequence stuff from when she was like a little kid. But I think we can. Th- say, if there's anything that shows up on the page now, it's actually happening. I don't think there's much dream sequences or any kind of tricks.
2: Yeah, that that's the thing. And, like, what's funny is if there hadn't been dream sequences or delusions or things in the previous issues, I wouldn't have thought Brain Drain was a delusion for even a second. But it was just that jarring transition where you flip the page and here's a whole different character. And it's yeah. like, wait, what? But, like, Um, no like listen dude Craig I'm with you I I loved this issue for Mm -hmm. me it really clicked but I am with you that I I want Ant to start getting into Eric centric storytelling like I think that Eric is a stronger storyteller than Gully and I think that once the book starts to be more his own you're gonna get into better stories you just are Because as good as this is, I still feel the presence of, like, the old book lingering, right? Yeah. So, no, dude, listen, I totally agree with you. I don't think it's Debbie Downer at all. I think it's accurate.
1: When we get to one point, I'll tell you one other thing that kind of I thought that Gully did better, which helped me better with the story. But we can go on.
2: Right on. Um you just see ant fighting Coldburn, and it's cool stuff because at first it feels like pretty generic right like she's just by fighting a cold guy when she runs her fist through his head it instantly fixes the generic
0: yeah because he's I'm, like was, he's like made of snow and ice
2: <laughs> right and then when you flip the page and he freezes her hand and fucking breaks it off i was like oh god damn dude totally like this i'm on board I was like, okay, I I wasn't prepared for it, right? Like, how did that hit you, Jim, like when you were reading that part? Because it was all new for you too, Because
0: for me, I didn't know that she had lost a hand at any point, so it was quite the shock to have her lose a hand. Um, I did immediately think, oh, right, she's got that suit, so this is a solvable problem pretty much immediately. But uh, (laughs) it is pretty crazy that that her hand is, and her actual hand is cut off. Uh, (laughs) Also, cold powers are... Pretty brutal sometimes. Yeah. Um, Don't don't mess with a coldie eye.
2: Yeah, and like, what's crazy is this guy who seems pretty fucking generic. Like when I first saw him, I was just like, oh. I'll tell you the thing is to to throw Craig some kudos is I was just like, oh man, couldn't Eric have like butched this guy up a little? (laughs) You know, give him a slight costume redesign. Well, (laughs) I'll be honest, I
0: don't hate how he looks. Um, I think. He is like a generic bruiser, but I also kind of dig it. I think Eric makes guys that look, look like this look pretty cool. I mean, his 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 mask is just like a, a hood mask style thing. I don't know if it's got mm-hmm. a name or anything, and it's pretty basic, but I, I kind of like that he's kind of just a thug with ice powers, I guess. I don't know. I
2: don't hate it. I just thought it could he could have looked a little cooler, but the funny thing is is as disappointed as I was in his look he like it immediately saved it when like she punched through his fucking head and he was still alive and then he turns around and breaks her fucking hand off I was like oh damn this guy rocks
0: now we need to bring him back and have him fight uh, Captain Canada
2: (laughs) too similar too similar
0: Maybe maybe they're brothers
2: or have him fight a lava lord or something like that you know
1: so, Fucking was it bags. was it jarring to you guys when uh, that brain drain shows up on the scene and Gadget Man kind of helps take her out, but Colburn is, like, nowhere on the scene anymore? I mean, enough explanation is given here. I mean, it seems to me...
0: Well, actually, it is kind of odd, because Ant comes... Basically, he, she comes to confront uh, Gadget Man. And he finds that he's in tr- he's being attacked by this guy, and right. so she basically interjects into the fight and to basically save him so that he can answer her questions. And then in the middle of the fight, uh, he realizes who she is, and I guess the reason why she's taking her hand, I assume, is to take it back to his, the government to be researched.
2: Um, um, I don't think that they make it clear who Coldburn and them are with. Right. But Coldburn, they do, Gadjuman clearly states that they want the Hand to get the key to her powers.
0: Right, so that is explained. So it yep. kind of makes sense without explanation that he would just leave. If only because it's the easier job to just take the Hand and leave. Rather than right. try to apprehend her. I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, it was jarring, but it wasn't. It wasn't inexplicable. I guess. I guess it was more funny that this new villain just shows up and starts right. messing with her head. Like, right? Um, like, I'm not sure if it's entirely explained where she she comes from. It's 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 less the question of where Colburn went and more why she's
1: here.
2: Yeah. See, all this
1: stuff is filled in in the original comic because it's not from ants view. So we're just seeing ants view, people come in and out, she just yeah. knocked out. That's why it's like a little bit like confusing to me as someone who'd read the original stuff. Yeah. Why? It didn't
2: bother me. It it, it didn't, didn't bother me.
0: It didn't really bother me in the moment, but now that I think more about it, I don't see an explanation of why she's here and I think that's bugging me now. I mean, it, I loo- one, it it looks like her and Gadget Man might have had, have some sort of, like, previous knowledge of each other, the way he whispers to her after he freezes her, but it's not conclusive to me.
2: I don't think, like, they have history. It didn't seem like that, unless Craig knows that they do. But Who's that? Who has like history? Gadget, Gadget Man and Brain Drain. Um, mind drainer <laughs> I'm going to call her brain drain the whole time dude
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure they do I know Colburn and them do
2: and I tell you what would have fixed all this I'm, I'm going to tell you right now what, what would have like fixed it even for a moment if he had allowed himself the freedom to say you know what was an originally jarring sequence if it was told only for man's perspective to wake up and there's just a whole new villain there without any explanation. You know what I could do? I could just have like fucking mind drainer in the back. Like you know, like they came as a duo.
0: Right. So I have her like. And, yeah.
2: And then like when 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 Aunt wakes up, it's like Coldburn's gone. You know, it's just me and mind drain now, and it's like, well, okay, like you know, no confusion at all. Like there she is. I think he should allow himself the freedom
0: to rewrite to, history.
2: To, yeah. to Like for sure. Like he should allow, I mean, he owns the character now. He should allow himself to not like, kind of like, it's like, Oh, well, if there's any confusing stuff, just fucking cut it out. <laughs> just, just tell a straightforward, like a clear, concise, like just tell the story that is going to be the best story and don't be a slave to continuity. Like
1: yeah, just fucking. I don't cut know. It out. I mean, I, I guess I also see what he's doing here. He's just trying to make it like intriguing. Like we're along for the ride, and she's piecing it all together too. I just yeah. uh... it's not just it's not working well for me personally. I will say it is nice to see Gadget
0: Man do stuff with gadgets. That Hell yes, dude. It, it, well, nice. all
1: right. I'm I'm glad you said that. I'll let you finish your point and I, I want to talk to you about. No,
0: that. that 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 is my point. It it is nice to see him gadget something together and. Do something with that his name so, suggests.
1: I will say the way that Gully portrays it, he has Gadget Man over a few pages putting together what he's doing, and it makes so much more sense to me in Ant. Wait, so he in, in the several uh, e- image, the original image ant. So he spends he several spend, pages doing this? I uh, that's well, like two pages, like with a bunch of panels where he's like Kind of explaining what he's doing here, like putting together the the wiring and and uh, and yeah. how he sets it up and how he uh, builds the pen. You know, I don't. Oh, know. I, it's, like it it's, I, like I like it better.
2: I like it better just quick.
1: I like it better here
0: too. It, 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 it I didn't have any questions. I didn't need to know the the mechanics of why the 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 pen magically can freeze the woman. That doesn't seem. I mean, it tells us he took his phone apart and he crushes something with his shoe, which I assume was some sort of, like, reactant was, of some kind.
2: Well, no, it's the tooth. Oh, he, right. The cru- tooth. He crushes Coldburn's tooth up to put it in the fountain pen.
0: Oh, okay. There you go. See, that's all the explanation I need.
2: Yeah, and here's the thing is, I really don't need a bunch of, like, I think it's kind of cooler for it to be quick, because it just makes him seem like a fucking, like, like he can genius. just turn... Yeah. Yeah, it makes him seem like he can turn a fucking shitty cell phone into a like a weapon. Or right. He can turn a, a tooth and a fountain pen into a deadly freeze weapon. It, like yeah. made him seem awesome. Yeah, you don't you don't need
0: pages to to explain well, the mechanism. It was
1: two pages, but I just felt like it was more. You'd have to see the issue. It's it's more suspenseful because she's trying to kill Ant, and he's like cobbling together, kind of like MacGyvering stuff to get you know. I guess I get the same
0: sensation the way Eric's done it. Because you see Ant with her head being like... with all the electricity zapping off of it and all that crap. It feels relatively suspenseful.
2: Yeah, you don't know what... I mean, she's already had her... Here's the thing. I'll give you the new reader perspective, Craig, just so you know. Like, here's the thing. It's like, we've already seen her get her fucking hand snapped off, which I wasn't prepared for. Because this story takes place in the past... And we've seen Ant and Malcolm and Spawn, and I never paid attention to Hannah's fucking hands to think, oh, well, she's missing a fucking hand. So already I'm taking a, I'm taken aback because she fucking had her hand snapped off. So now, as for getting her mind fucking attacked by this bitch, I don't know what this bitch's powers are. Mind
0: stuff, yes.
2: Yeah, mind stuff. I do know that Ant's mind is already in a shitty mess anyway. So... Clearly, Ant is susceptible to mind draining, whatever that entails, right? And so it's like, I realize that Ant's in peril. And actually, where she just had her fucking hand snapped off, it kind of makes me question, oh, geez, shit. I mean, I know she's the main character, and I know, like, she's, you know, probably going to be okay, but she did just lose the hand. Like, who knows what's going to happen next? And then, as far as, like, Gadget Man, like he's fucking around with little doodads or gizmos on the floor. I just wasn't prepared for him to turn her antennas into a weapon, a, a fucking like cell phone transceiver weapon with his phone, and then turn the crushed tooth. Because the cool thing about the crushed tooth is we see the tooth get knocked out in the beginning of the issue. So when Ant is like kicking Coldburn in the face, you see the tooth fly out. And you dismiss that as a comic thing. Eric draws guys getting their fucking teeth knocked out all the time, right? Yeah. But then the cool thing is, is that it actually ends up being important to the story. Like fucking Gadget Man's using it to make a weapon. And it's just to me, it's pretty. It came together pretty satisfying. Like this yeah. sequence to I'll, me was fucking pretty awesome, dude.
1: In the in the ant in the gully version, um, because it's not all from like. Ant side, you get the Gadget Man internal dialogue through the process too, so you kind of learn a little bit more about him, like get a little more, but I I see what you guys are saying, I I understand it I just you you know, know, again, it's more truncated and if you've read the original
2: the conceit, the Ants, and I'll say that like narration boxes got a lot better Ant was using, the way Eric was using narration boxes in the first issues of Ant didn't work for me I wasn't really satisfied the way he was using them because they, they weren't always necessary and they weren't always expanding on things. Right. And I hate to say this. <laughs> Anybody who listens, to this is going to know how we feel, but they felt spawn. Like yeah. we're like, you know, spawn. Yeah, it's, will just be like, what's going on? Where yeah, am I? Yeah. This world, no yeah. one to trust, but who can I trust? But me, but right. now it's just me and me alone. That's all worthless.
1: I, f- I feel like, I guess, you know, for, for, Listeners or readers, like you guys said, don't don't read the original image series because it's got all <laughs> that honestly, extra narrative and stuff. And so when you read Eric's version, it feels like the cliff notes, and it is like that on purpose because you don't need all of it. But you feel like you're retreading something that's already been done. You know what I mean? If you did read the original one, and so that's the conundrum.
2: You know, what's and that's funny? why I probably shouldn't read it. <laughs> I honestly feel like you would be enjoying this better if you were coming in clean. Because, yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. If you're this con- sequence read great to me. And that's what Ant's, I'm
1: saying. Don't read the original.
2: Ant's little like uh, narration box where she's like, I understand none of the science. And she says, none of the science makes a bit of sense to me, but I can't argue with the results. That's literally all you need to know to like, fucking... Be like, it makes, just that little narration box makes Gadget Man seem like a fucking genius. Like you said, like MacGyver. He turns his cell phone into a fucking, like, transceiver weapon. And he uh, turns a tooth and a fountain pen into a freeze. It's fucking awesome.
1: I will say that is cool. Most of the original Ant series kind of sucks, honestly. Right. Right. (laughs) Eric is picking, cherry picking out the cooler stuff.
2: I think the dialogue, I want to highlight this, I don't know if it was in the original, or if it was Eric dialogue, but the dialogue where Ant says, Gadget Man used me to defeat her, I was just another weapon in his arsenal, is kick-ass dialogue. (laughs) You know,
1: but that whole page is reused from the original.
2: The dialogue was in there? No,
1: the whole layout, everything, but not the dialogue.
2: The dialogue is what makes it cool. Because like I said, the dialogue... It fucking has that whole ant, like, distrust, trust thing, you know? But also, too, it, like, makes Gadget Man seem like fucking... I'll tell you, did you guys read The Ultimates?
0: Uh, I, I read I, I read the first six issues, and I hated it so much I didn't continue.
2: <laughs> That's okay. You don't need to know much about it. Did you okay. read Wanted?
0: No. Well, no. I read a bit of it, but not all of
2: it. What about you, Craig?
0: Yeah. Just just so he, go ahead, I'm never gonna
2: care. All I was gonna say is Martin Miller <laughs> Mark Miller did a thing where he had two characters, Hawkeye in the ultimates, and then the killer in Wanted. Right. And he had these characters written, and the way they were written is they were written so in such a way that essentially they were pretty normal guys, right? But for some reason, anything in their fucking hands could be, like, a lethal weapon, right? Right. Because there's a scene in The Avengers where Hawkeye fucking gets, like, attacked by a SWAT team trying to take him out, and they fucking put him in the kitchen, and he's like, you idiots, you know, the kitchen's the last place you should have put me. And the next panel's just everybody on the floors with, like, fucking forks and knives and spoons all jammed in him and stuff. Right. And it's kind of like Mark Miller wrote those characters, and it was always just, like, 10% annoying to me. Because there's never really an explanation on, like, what you have killing powers. Like, you're just a real good killer. Like, that's kind (laughs) of weird, right? But for some reason, like, as I read Gadget Man, I get those vibes where it's like, here's this guy. Craig, I'm so fucking glad you said MacGyver, dude. Here's this guy who, like, he's a fucking wimp. I mean, he's a total pud, right? He's fucking like, oh, no, cold burn. Oh, get away from me. But, like, dude... Also, he's a fucking genius and don't fucking turn your back on him or he'll fucking freeze your brain <laughs> yeah the
1: one, the, the one thing that's funny is that Mario Gully has Gadget Man looking kind of like a Tom Cruise handsome guy and Eric just makes him into like kind of a dorky pasty dude
2: <laughs> yeah when I was flipping in the back of this issue I was like oh fuck is that Gadget Man <laughs> he's, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: he's handsome dude yeah <laughs> And fucking the way Harry draws him, he's like fucking Darren from Bewitched or something. Yeah. He looks pronounced... just
1: like Tom
0: Cruise in the Gully version. He's <laughs> very pronounced lips now.
2: He's got that dick nose. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: <laughs> he's got the penis tip nose,
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Dan Aykroyd nose. Yes. So. <laughs> One thing I don't understand is, okay. okay, we've got this conversation here between Gadget, Gadget Man and uh, Ant, and Ant's trying mm-hmm. to understand why Gadget Man doesn't recognize her. Right. And he says that he wiped her identity from his mind as a way to cover her tracks. Right. But is it implied that he now he now remembers who she is? Yeah, like it, he knew who Ant
1: was, but not what her identity was. Right, because he, he wrote a book um, about her. So he made it so you would never recognize her alter ego, I guess.
2: Yeah, right? that's the way I took it. He like used a hypnotic suggestion to fucking make himself not even realize who the hell Ant actually is. Okay, is okay. So,
0: so he didn't wipe Ant from his memory. He wiped Hannah from his memory. Correct. Okay. Right. All right. So and he still doesn't really know who Hannah is. Only that she's Aunt.
1: He said, "I wiped your identity from my memories." Okay.
2: Yeah. He says, "And in the hypnotic suggestion, use a computer generated image as Aunt's true identity." So you know how you can generate a fake person, right? Like a face. Yeah. He just has he has it, he had previously in his mind a fake face like that this. he associated with Aunt. Right. And now when he's seeing Hannah come out of the costume, he has no choice but to confront reality. It's right. like, oh, this bitch is Ant, not the fucking face of so my mind. That's
1: why at the Comic-Con he thought it was just some cosplayer or something. Right.
2: Okay. That makes more sense. I think it's awesome. I mean, again, for me, all right, so this whole thing was Gadget Man. Like, Ant had awesome moments with Malcolm, but I thought she kind of got her ass kicked everywhere else and it's like gadget man was the fucking star of this issue goddamn dude the guy's like fucking hypnotically fucking confusing his own mind making tooth weapons like <laughs> fucking brutal dude he's such a fucking he's really a kick-ass character so yeah that even this conversation with uh, hannah where he's like yeah i fucking wiped you out of my memories to protect you that's pretty wild I also like that he's married, which we learned in this issue. He's got a family, you know, wife and kids. Because I didn't want them to have a romantic interest. (laughs) It's not just that he has ugly dick nose. It's that I kind of just didn't want that dynamic to form.
1: Right.
0: I hear that. Yet she still takes him back to his apartment in her underwear. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's it's all she has
1: underneath her uh, ant suit. I don't know why, but...
2: I gotta say, uh...
1: It's too restrictive. Jeans are too restrictive when you got the, the ant shell on.
2: <laughs> the uh, The hand. As a new reader, I thought that was cool as shit. I, I just wasn't... Jim, I didn't make the connect. I never make the connection, dude. Connection to what? I was never... I, you know how you said as soon as you saw the hand come off, you're like, oh, well, her costume. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> oh,
1: so dang. by the end of the series, she'll just be like all costume?
0: Well, I, <laughs> I assume it's. That's
1: cool
2: as shit.
0: I assume at some point she'll get her hand back and just kind of stick it on there and it'll grow back.
2: Got <laughs> <laughs> like starfish, like starfish powers.
1: As long as it doesn't get all rotten and stinky. <laughs> or, or maybe, um, or maybe she just—I—I
0: I, I don't recall her having an artificial hand in issue twelve. Is all. I, th- I think we see her actual hand, unless she learns how to color her her ant shell.
1: Pretty sure she gets it back. Oh, that's right. You would know. I've got to reread it, but it definitely is a plot
2: point. I got to say that I like the suggestion that Ant has even more powers Um, just waiting. For one, it was cool to use her antenna as literal, like, fucking technology antennas as receivers. But for two, it's cool that he tells her, like, you have heat. You can pick up heat signature and radio waves. And it's like she even uses the radio waves power, like, later this issue to follow the police band to help find Malcolm.
1: And it's think, like, cool. Do you think Eric will add additional powers?
2: Yes, dude. In time? I th- hell yes. Well, well,
0: well, I mean, what kind of powers, other powers would she need? I mean, she's already climbing walls mm-hmm. and camouflage or something. Yes, yeah, Yeah, I guess she could get predator-flage, but that's not really something ants do. Well, wow. the thing
2: is, is this costume is not ant-like, you well, know. What
0: she, what she needs is is flying ant wings so she can fly.
2: Oh, <laughs> Now you're talking. That's crazy, dude. Technically, she could, since I mean, this symbiote kind of costume, she can construct things. I think that's. A I fantastic. mean, it's not
1: like she was bitten by a radioactive ant, so it she just resembles an ant, kind of. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true.
2: I would love to see here's the thing that's like the thing with ant is there's potential there's exciting potential right and when it keeps when, like craig you're saying you just want to see eric get into his stuff that's it it's, dude all i'm saying is i just want to see where eric takes it like is he going to give ant new powers is there going to be like some crazy villain is like what, what's going to go on and yeah i would love to see like wild crazy new powers and abilities and shit that you just don't expect
0: she can stab people to death with her antenna well, she
2: does that already.
0: Does she? Yeah, she did an
2: issue. That was a fir- one of the first things she does. Oh, is killed the dudes with her antennas. Never mind then. <laughs> Guys, listen. I love the red dress. I thought the red dress sequence, like with the gloves and the red dress and the boots, I what, was like, "What's the cool. opposite?
0: What's the opposite of inconspicuous? She's very conspicuous. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Extra conspicuous." No, I think it's cool. I think I, it's, cool it's a cool shit. idea.
0: You know what? I actually think she's dressed like that to hide her hand.
2: Yeah. it's exactly what it is. She can't hide having a red, shiny hand. So instead, she's just having red gloves and a red dress and red boots.
0: She's uh, headed to, uh, to um, oh, a latex convention.
2: <laughs> Craig, was that an Eric original or was that a redrawn page?
1: No, this is all original after the... The discussion in her apartment
2: I loved the red dress I thought it was one of the coolest fucking things To just have her like wear her costume But like as normal clothes
1: Super (laughs) cool dude In the In the image uh, uh, The original We're on issue 8 And uh, after that scene For some reason It skips to like a strip club (laughs) It just turns into like just a booty comic.
2: <laughs> sure, as you do, as you do, cre- create our own comics. Self indulgent. <laughs> uh. No, I love the costume. I, I, I was, that was one of the coolest things. I was like, to me, like you wonder why I'm so strong on this issue. It was cool concepts. Like when yeah. I'm reading an issue, when I'm reading a comic, you can you can sell me in a couple ways. You can have cool action. You can have cool art cool story, cool concepts. And to me, this was like a concept showcase. Like, you had fucking just cool idea after cool after idea after cool idea. And so, I don't know, just fucking, it clicked, man.
1: For me, it just felt like a bunch of pages I'd seen already rearranged in between the original Ant stuff and the Savage Dragon stuff, which, it's fine. I don't know how... I can see that being annoying because I am
0: slightly annoyed by the amount of reuse the spawn dragon stuff is doing, although I completely understand why it's being done. So if if not only if you've read uh, the dragon and spawn stuff, but you've also read the ant stuff and seeing the reuse,
1: I can see how that gets kind of irritating. It, and that's why I say don't read the original ant stuff. But my my gripe is that I'm worried that this is going to continue for too long. Like, oh, it's just, probably going to continue until issue twelve, right? I'm just well, you know, in the in the image original image ant series, we're about through issue eight, well, where this this book ties into. So, it this book kind of congeals like three issues into one.
2: Well, of, of, of the be original an... Ant. Well, we got to ca- be getting close ca- to the well, end he, of this stuff.
0: He may have kind of written himself into a bit of a corner by doing 12 first. Uh, because 12 clearly references events at the end of the last Ant series.
1: Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, I mean, maybe he fills it in with adventures we never saw in the original one. But, I mean, uh, that, is, that, would, that, that would be the best way
0: to
2: do it. Uh-huh. Craig, what if there's another Ant-12 print and it's just the Ant-12 we already got?
0: That's what I'm saying. My, my assumption <laughs> thought, from the beginning is that Ant-12 is both the end of the incomplete series that Gully did and this series. It's the 12 for this series as well. I thought that's
1: where he said he was going with that, that was that was reason. That was in the letters page. And I couldn't wrap my head around it. It just did not seem like a good idea to me, but I don't know. We'll see. I think it's brilliant,
0: to be completely honest. It's kind of... The insane kind of thing I expect from Eric. Issue it's 12. definitely insane. I mean, it's
2: it's crazy as hell. <laughs> so that when try. we get, yeah. so that
0: when we get to issue eleven, we'll just jump straight to thirteen.
2: Well, that's what I'm wondering. Is like, is that what you do? Like, when you get to issue twelve, or when you get to issue eleven, is the solicit for issue thirteen next? And it's like, hey, dear reader, if you're enjoying this, go to fucking Etsy or eBay and get like issue. Yeah, 12? I
1: can't. That's what I'm saying. I can't wrap my head around it. Or does he do it? It's pay- it another if you, if you, 12 if you, through a different set of eyes or something, which I'm not what? too keen on. I, oh, you mean do 12
0: again? I don't think you'd do 12 again. I think the whole idea is to do less work, not more. But then it's confused. I don't know. It's not confusing because <laughs> once you get to the end, you just reprint the trade paperback with 12 at the end, and then it's complete. Right. I don't know. And then you take the 12 w- you already have, and you uh, put it at the end of your ant run.
1: So that 12 caps both the original image right. one and so if the you, new one. if
0: you've only read the original ant, the, the gully one, it count, it's the ending to that series. And when you get to the end of this series, presumably, to issue 12, it's the end of this series. So it's the end of both series. It, it, it caps both. At least that's the theory I would assume. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's just really... Unless Eric
0: changes his mind, because Eric is prone to changing his mind. Right. Know, knowing <laughs> would, Eric, he'll renumber it as number seven. It'll be the issue seven of this series.
2: Craig, to take it back to what you were saying, the funny thing about my feelings on this issue is actually I'm more cold on the Malcolm stuff. Because I think what's funny is to me that felt like too much of a retread. And the funny thing is is to me there wasn't enough new on the Malcolm stuff. And which so which is what
1: you would probably feel like if you read the original <laughs> right, Ant yeah. series.
2: Yeah, it was the flip flop for me. Now here's the thing is luckily the Malcolm stuff is like it's cool. Listen, like I'm a, obviously I'm an all in dragon nerd. And so to me it was neat to see these pages reimagined in the hair gay style, you know, the the clean line style. Yeah so like and you know for listen if you're a hardcore like go down the rabbit hole nerd about this there's little stuff like on that four panel page eric fixed the tangent where it looked like the guy was leaping from one page to the next yeah you know from why do i bother to terrific
1: right right in the original
2: thing if you remember that guy's foot lined up too well with the guy's like foot on the other thing so it looked like he was punching air like looked like Malcolm was punching the guy from himself to himself. Right, right, right. But uh he fixed that in this. So it's kind of like that was neat. That aspect of it was neat. And I do enjoy seeing um kind of like the reimaginings of that. But as far as like story-wise, there's a lot of real estate that is eaten up with uh Stuff we've seen. And so it is just kind of funny because, like, the the complaint you have with the early stuff is the exact same stuff that I have, like, with this later stuff. But the kind of cool thing about it is, is you do still kind of see it from, like, Ant's perspective. Like, she gets fucking knocked out and, like, we know that she wakes up, you know, later. Doesn't she wake up in Malcolm's apartment? I remember a scene where they're standing over Ant's body. And she's, like, in the apartment. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying it's kind of neat. It was kind of neat, but also, too, I was like, I feel you, because I was like, huh, now did he really need to retread the events of this blow for blow?
0: <laughs> well, this is so that if you never read Dragon.
2: Correct, yeah. So
0: now you have the complete story, as it were.
2: Yep. Yep. So... By the way, I don't know about you guys, but like I used to never leave fingerprints on Image comics, <laughs> and now with an all-black page, like on this last page, like I see my thumbprint where I was reading. uh Oh, <laughs> and I'm just and it doesn't bother me because it's like what the fuck ever. But it's kind of funny because it feels like it's a new paper change. You know how Image changed their paper?
0: Yeah, D- did they?
2: Yeah, yeah. It was a whole big thing. Remember, we we're like, oh, the new paper. Oh, well, new big like, thing when? I don't know dude we, we lived it like me and you and Craig actually talked about it it's like do you oh. like the new paper oh right like we had a you
0: mean back when we started the Fincast
2: no this is oh, a recent
0: you, oh, change pri- oh pri- oh really yeah this is a
2: more recent change I'm not, oh that's image right changed I, paper
0: I may have said I haven't touched an image comic in a while maybe that's what I meant
2: oh
0: yeah I don't know well if I, I don't know if I've put hands on an image comic in a hot minute
2: Actually, it's just it? funny because I used to never leave thumbprints. on. I don't have like,
0: I mean, thumbprint I hand problem. I used to leave thumbprints on the back cover of fucking Invincible all the time because they always had black covers. Yeah,
2: I just—it's never been a problem for me. But like, damn, dude, it feels like now with Savage Dragon and Ant, I'm always like flipping a page and I'm like, oh god, damn, there's my thumb. Do you and have problems
1: like, with sweat glands? Are you getting too sweaty?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> No, not at all. Sweaty hands. It's it's not me, it's the paper. I swear it's the paper.
1: Sweaty I, ham hawk hands.
2: Just kind of surprising to me, it's all. Do you guys as comic readers enjoy flipping to a black page? <laughs> I don't
1: know. I never really I, thought
2: about
0: it. <laughs> I like I, black covers.
2: Yeah, but an all black page.
0: I mean, I guess it depends.
2: I don't. I'm just going to tell you that I (laughs) I think you could put anything there would be better than a black page.
0: I mean, did it count towards the 20?
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. If it was extra, that'd be one thing, but I feel like it was part of the... I'm not going to sit here and count pages, but I'm just saying when I buy a comic, I'm not looking forward to just a big black page. (laughs) It clearly doesn't bother you guys. It doesn't bother me. I'm not, like, bothered, but I'm just like... Hmm, I'd rather have seen something cool than nothing. This book's like, even I, if, I think
0: this book's got twenty four pages, so it may actually be better shaped than most.
2: I tell you that, like, if you're gonna have the lights went out or like have another fantasy, and always having fantasies. She was <laughs> she was knocked out for two seconds in the middle of a fight and had a fantasy. It's like have another fantasy right there, draw me. Something. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> But, no, the lights went out, and it's just a black page. It's like, all right, okay. I don't love it. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I Clearly mean, I, I, I,
0: I think from a narrative perspective, it works. It's pretty pretty sudden and bleak, and I like it okay. Um, I almost would say take all the word boxes out, leave it
2: black, black. People would have thought that was a t- uh, a t- Yeah, t- a misprint or something. Yeah, miss misprint. They'd have been like getting online and being like,
1: anybody this else has a typo
2: in Ant? <laughs> I expect more from one of the images. Mine's felt just involved. a big
1: thumbprint.
2: <laughs> There's a weird face on the left hand corner. <laughs> like peeking, like peeking off the page. It's like, that is your thumbprint, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, here is United. So clearly, we're making fun of uh image, or Marvel's Heroes Reborn. No, no, no. I'm joking. It's <laughs> just a joke. Dude.
0: <laughs> no, Raven, that's stupid. Don't be stupid. You're smarter than this.
2: <laughs> oh goddamn! Listen, the letters are pretty. Some there's some pretty interesting stuff. Don't sleep on the letters. I always hey, sleep on the letters. Uh,
1: his oh, the, you Eric's Eric's box, though he does kind of admit that you know it's very choppy. Yes. And how, like, characters kind of come in and disappear, and it doesn't make for the best narrative. So he does acknowledge that.
2: Yeah. That's number one, is he acknowledges the chop. So it's kind of like he knows. And he also talks about problem solving, where he's like, "Uh, you know, I just can't compress this this much. There's just too much compression. He's like, if I compress—originally he was going to do it in two issues— right and he's like there's just no fucking way i can't oh oh the whole
0: crossover yeah that would be way too too much
2: he was going to compress the crossover and the events of the previous ant comics and i mean he was the
0: the crossover was four issues and he's already going to be down to three
2: i guess yeah yeah plus the events of ant comics right and so it's it's like he's like "Ah, it decompressed I just I can't do it there's no way Um, the other letter that's in here that's super fucking awesome is well there's two Craig touched on it earlier there's one where he kind of goes and tells you what was a dream and what wasn't okay like writing the letters he's like uh, which which,
0: which letter who wrote it
2: uh, I think it's
0: Mikey Crotty
2: maybe oh yeah the Mike Crotty's all all of it let's see Yeah. Mike Crawley's the one where he talks about the Euro style that he's going for, and he talks about his influences, like artistically, for Ant. And then he yeah, also, so,
1: so for sorry, um,
2: no, go ahead, Jim.
1: For you, it's uh, the Mike karate one. It's like the last paragraph in in the first column is where he starts talking about that the linear linear approach.
0: All right, so he does say that in Ant two that opening page is a fantasy, as I. As I thought, <laughs> uh,
2: confirmed,
0: confirmed. because yeah, she's, she's a little she's dig there. there.
2: <laughs> Had to get it in. All right,
0: ha- I do. I have to be right. It's my, my show.
2: <laughs> get it out of your system, bastard.
0: Yep. I, I just like being right. I don't know. Savor the flavor, <laughs> son, because it won't happen it, again. It, it's an endorphin rush. You, you can't eat it. <laughs> Better than Coke. <laughs> It's a natural high. Uh
2: huh. That feeling of superior moral superiority, I get it. No,
0: not, not moral superiority. Just Are you re- correcting me again? Yes. Do you need to
2: feel right? <laughs> Do you need to feel right again? <laughs> I don't want to
0: be the I don't want to be the villain in this narrative. That 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 harshes my buzz, man.
2: <laughs> no, it's a good letter, dude. He lays it out. Like you said, like she's fantasizing in the beginning, but by the end she's actually fighting people. The hero sequence is obviously a fantasy. I don't think any of us thought that was real. No. I mean, I we, wanted we it her, to be real.
0: Right. And although we do we do see those characters again in this issue because they're in the they're in the splash page with the headshots.
2: Yeah. I like how the Joker characters just kinda like got the one sleepy eye and he's dopey looking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> fantasy and reality crashing together.
2: I tell you, Hannah's bully sure did make an impression on her, right?
0: Right. Well, bullies do she's, that.
2: She's in the middle of a goddamn superhero fight, got her fucking hand snapped off and she's fucking having a fantasy about a yelling bully. <laughs> her third grade teacher. It's like, Aunt, you need to live in the present, not the past. Let the past go. Clearly that healthy butt is not the only thing that Hannah's dragging behind her. Hmm. She's dragging behind to the past. <laughs> it's all a metaphor. The butt's a metaphor.
0: The butt is a gotta metaphor.
2: Too gotta much, let go of the past.
0: Too much junk in trunk is bad. <laughs> yeah. Get
2: rid of the junk. You need, you need to unpack that junk.
1: Yeah, but Eric does cut to it. He says, most often what you see is real and the narration is giving you insight in, as to what's going on in Hannah's head. Right. Like, the whole sequence where she's fighting all the
0: terrorists at the end of the second issue. Uh, you, the, the fight is real, but what she's thinking may not be.
2: I do appreciate that he says there will be less sort of fantasy sequences. Well, well as now, it goes now, now, now
0: that she's out of the, uh, under the thumb of the government, her head's not being messed with as much. So, that makes sense. Well,
1: yeah, and he was trying to sum up, like, like I said, the first three or four issues of the original Image series was... All like kind of came out to be a dream, which was kind of lame because, like, all this stuff happened in the first, you know, crossovers with dragon and arachnid and spawn, and then it was like a dream. And so he's got to kind of address that quickly and get it over with. That's right. I he guess also we, throws
2: in here that, like, it was the intent to have the story be somewhat vague and have the reader question what was real and unreal, which we kind of had guessed when we were doing the fin cast that that was kind of his aim
1: because he
2: he doesn't really dial anything down and so it's kind of like in that way everybody gets to you know be a winner if you want to say the original ant series happened it did if you don't it didn't
1: it works out well that he made that a dream sequence too because like you know Anna uh hannah would be too young probably to be fighting alongside a dragon if she's now fighting alongside a Malcolm. So to say that was just a dream sequence of the original dragon as he appeared in the original ant series, it could just be a figment of her imagination from seeing like dragon on TV or something like that. It's you know?
0: probably best not to think too hard about the timeline because oh yeah, <laughs> remember Dra- Malcolm is a cop right now and in real time that was a long time ago now in Chicago mind you right. right
1: yeah
0: and i like i said i think i've said in previous episodes it seems to be implied heavily that the stuff with the uh with the terrace was like during the second
1: gulf war in like early um, 2000s I, I think it might have been retcon, but i don't oh, know i'm it sure it like i'm sure it had but that's the that's Rack or something don't
0: like. do, don't dwell upon it because the the timeline is very stretched at yeah. this point
1: yeah yeah, yeah, but I think it's inferred that she was pretty young during that. Yeah, but it wouldn't be like Desert Storm. It would be no, not
0: the not, last desert, not Desert War. War. But even but again, even that's twenty two years ago at this point, or twenty years ago. So she couldn't have been. Uh,
1: true. She, she couldn't yeah, have been that, that. She's not
0: that much. She's not that much older. I can't believe it's been that long ago. Has it really
1: been 20-something years ago? Yeah, I'm
0: pretty sure we, <laughs> no, we went no. to Iraq in 2003.
2: Because you were talking about Bush era. Yeah, well, yeah. no. Uh, yeah,
0: he was talking about Bush era. I was talking about uh, W.
2: Well, I mean, that's war what it means. War on like, terror. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's been a long time. That war has been going a long time. Yeah, a long time over, anyway.
0: Um, again, it's interesting that Eric shares the uh, pages that he referenced for, like, the various gully pages that he referenced. Um, I guess I, for some reason, I thought he, like, followed them more closely than he did because you can, especially in this issue, you can definitely see that he uh, put his own spin on pretty much every page.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, um, He did keep a few of the cooler things. I think the page that's the most similar is the one where she's actually freezing, where she's got her arm up. That one seems to have very similar, if not the same layout. Pretty Uh, much. The funny
1: thing is... Eric corrected. Like, he flipped the panel on the one where like, uh, Gadget Man's whispering to her like frozen face. Right. Yeah. The, that's the fourth panel, which makes yep. sense because it's weird that Mario f- had it coming from the other direction.
0: Right. He appro- <laughs> he approaches from the left and then he's suddenly on the right. That's just not good. Uh, <laughs> panel logic. Also, he flipped. Uh, although he didn't reference it directly, he he flips the. Uh, uh, when she gets her arm broken off. Hmm.
2: I do find it funny that Gadget Man uh, needed to swing his tie like a bolo, right? To th- to throw the fountain pen weapon.
1: <laughs> it's a little weird. Yeah, Science. it's weird.
2: If you think about the logistics of that, that's weird as shit, right?
1: <laughs> like he's got incredible aim too.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude. He's chosen one. He's got chosen one aim. Like you, you know, you could have just thrown it, right?
0: And I and I guess there is a remnant. You don't see him. Th- you don't see him swinging it, but you do see the tie in his hand in Eric's version. So it's definitely implied to have still have done that.
2: Yeah, you got to do a little work because, like, the reason why he's doing that is because his foot is frozen. Right. But it's like Eric doesn't labor any of these points. Like, there's no. not like Gadget Man's like can't move, must come up with something. Like it's just like you got to do the work yeah it's like his foot is frozen and he needs to range attack and so he swings his tie like a bolo and (laughs) throws there's definitely
1: definitely some little like touches that make the storytelling better like where um uh the villain gets the pen kind of stuck in her arm in Mario's version she's like pulling it out so you never really see it land in her arm right so it doesn't really make much sense like it's hard it's like what did she catch it like you know what I mean like you never see it stick in there, whereas Eric... No, that's not true. If you
0: if you, if, you, if you look on the page... Oh, I see. Pretty, yeah. yeah.
1: But, um, so, but it's basically the same panel, almost like repeated, where it's kind of unnecessary. Right.
0: Yeah, Eric condenses both into a single panel where it impacts and she's freezing.
2: Which I like better because it's like the impact of the pen right. unleashed the tooth.
0: So, so yeah. So, like, um, when Eric's version, if you see the pen going thawk into her and then you see the ice going up her arm and her face, it it, it implies motion. Yeah, yeah, it was like
2: all at once. Like, all at once. Sh-
0: bang, clank. Bang, shh. Sh- yeah, exactly. Whereas gullies, it's more gradual. Or at least it implies it's more gradual. implies that to, it starts after she pulls it out. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's a better change. He made a better change, for sure. How Gadget Man has a fucking flip phone? Oh yes, don't (laughs) think
0: don't think about it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Actually, he still has a flip phone in in the Eric version. He didn't update the phone, so that's funny.
2: Yeah, (laughs) gave him a flip phone. Some people
1: still use flip phones, man. I was was afraid of being tracked.
2: Samsung, literally, as of to today's recording, debuted a brand new flip phone that looks slick as a motherfucker. Well, so
0: I was well like, all right, flip phone, I had a flip phone for a long time before I, I only got a smartphone for the first time like a year and a half ago. Um, I went flip phone, I, I went with a dumb phone for a long time, but I mm-hmm. hate my flip phone. Slider phones are way better, but nobody <laughs> made, sli- when my last slider phone died, nobody <laughs> made slider phones anymore. Slider phones. So I got stuck with a fucking flip phone, which you can't fucking text on. I hate texting on a flip phone.
2: Texting on a flip phone sucks. It oh, is the worst. Oh, fuck.
0: World. That's why I like the slider phones.
2: What's crazy is one of the dumbest girls I knew was like a fucking like flip phone texting genius. Right. And she's like, well, it's just easy. It just makes sense to me. And I was like, dude, you're like Rain Man with that shit. Yeah. Like I can't <laughs> believe you can type as quick as you can with the like three-letter system. It's like... <laughs>
1: yeah a lot of those would like be smart and just enter the word after the first few letters too so
2: I One. like the black and white cover yeah, Savage so th- Dragon 216
1: yeah that looks terrific
2: yeah looks fantastic dude listen like all in all oh yeah we're not done yet when you flip the back you get to see the new cover to ant 5 which originally when it was solicited before he thought it was going when he thought he was going to do all this in like two issues right it was uh ant like you know standing over a giant crevice and another questionable art choice it has the end biggest shit on the cover and people were like is this the end of ant <laughs> it's like no <laughs> It's it's not the end. There's still going to be more. It
0: it it does make a little more sense for that to be the sixth issues, you know, for the first trade.
2: Yeah. So, basically, we're getting this Ant Monstrous Malcolm Spawn uh, cover next. So, new cover on there. Listen, like, all, all in all, to me, like... Again, I know I said at the beginning of the FinCast, but to me, Ant's just been getting stronger and stronger, more and more clear, and more and more interesting as it goes along. And so, where I don't have the retreads sitting around in my head, clogging me up, fogging me up, what's funny is I actually expect to like Ant 5 less than I like this issue. Right. Because this issue, for me, had a lot of new stuff. Like, Gadget Man had... This is the first time we really get to spend a lot of time with Gadget Man. I've been waiting for it since he was mentioned way back in the Spawn Ant, you know, Malcolm crossover. When she mentioned Gadget Man, I was like, huh. The idea of Ant and a guy named Gadget Man fighting the apocalypse is awesome. Like, I can't wait to learn more about this character. And so, I've been waiting to learn about fucking Gadget Man for like... What does he say? Like, cover was... The cover was 216 and we're at like fucking 262 now. Yeah. So I've been I've literally been waiting like fucking years to meet Gadget Man. So for me this is a huge issue. Like this paid off in a big fucking way. And I really fucking liked it. There are problems. I can acknowledge that, but I thought this was strong as a motherfucker. Your thoughts?
0: Um. Yeah, I I basically agree with everything you say. Um, I also really enjoyed seeing more Gadget Man, uh, more clearly defined, and the stuff that was new to me uh, I thought was excellent, and I thought the stuff with Malcolm was just as good as it was uh, the first time.
2: Debbie Downer.
1: <laughs> I'm still not sold on this series, honestly it's it's
2: okay it's, it's
1: okay. I mean Eric goes when, when you got the creator in the back panel kind of admitting that it's kind of a mess there's kind of problems right there you know it's like yeah you're admitting it, it, it is kind of choppy it doesn't make for the best reader experience um sometimes you gotta commit it, to the bit yeah I mean <laughs> I uh I think it's okay um I'm not sure at this point. I would continue to collect it if I wasn't such a fan of Eric Larson and know what he's capable of doing.
2: Uh
1: huh. Um, but I'm not the biggest fan of the Ant character. Okay. So, I don't know. She, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of
0: her either. I've always found her a bit, even back as far back as the Gully version. I've
1: always found her very generic. uh, If. The problem with me, is the, the Gully version, I don't like. I don't like the comics. I, right. I don't think they're good comics. Well, they and didn't They I, didn't look good then either. I don't think they'd improve with time. And to me, he's trying to improve on that. And, and, you know, I'm beating a horse, you know, beating it to death. But I just felt like when I found out that he was going to do Ant, I thought he was just going to do his own thing. Like, and this trying to fix... The original stuff, which is not very good, is not appealing to me. I see. Um, I just want to. I just want to move on with newer stuff, and it's, and I just feel like, all right, we're going into issue five, and it's like not only is it like old rehash ant stuff, it's rehashed Savage Dragon spawn stuff, and so there's nothing new here for me really that like is getting me excited about this character. So I'm gonna obviously, you know, stay on. I don't. I don't hate the comic well it's your job you, know, you, you have to <laughs> I have to for this uh, <laughs> podcast I don't hate the comic I, I you know I love I love Eric Larson's stuff I love his art um, I'm you know hoping it uh, hoping I like it better as it goes on um, but yeah that's my position right now
2: that's fair um, I just want to say that like anybody who's feeling that way uh that's fair Part of what's keeping this interesting for me is the art experiment aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love uh, all the retread that's happening. Uh, I, I don't think that we need to retread the events of Spawn, uh, unless. Something, here's the thing: is unless. Uh, all right, so like, I'm not. I'm not big into the retread aspect either, and I. I, I don't think that we need to. The difference, I think, maybe is that I do like the ant character. I never thought Mario's comics were going to be appealing to me. I I never pursued them. I do like the ant visual. Generic, to some, is iconic to others. Mm -hmm. And I see the appeal of the costume, it's just a red costume that's slick and shiny with the antennas, and to me, that can be in an acrobatic kind of a thing. That can just be dynamic as a motherfucker all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's what Eric's doing, right? And as I read and learn more about the character, um, I feel like a bit of a clod because now, mind you, you guys have said that Eric is cherry picking the best bits out of a bad series, right? But like, as I see Gadget Man. Swinging a fountain pen, you know, using a tooth and a cell phone as a weapon, turning Ant into a weapon. All this stuff's very appealing to me and very cool. So, I guess in a way, I see where Eric's going because if you never read Ant, there's a huge chance to show people what's cool about Ant using the old material, right? Mm-hmm. But as we are on the verge of issue five, which looks to be very much a retread of the Malcolm spawn um, crossover. I'm less excited about it than I would be if it was new stuff, because obviously I want new comics and I still remember that crossover pretty well. It's a good crossover, but I don't know. It's kind of like the Ant Malcolm stuff in this issue. I don't know how much new past the art. Cause again, I'm still super into the art, Mm-hmm. But I don't know how much new you can really bring to that story. Right. And and I get it that if, again, if you've never read, I mean, there's a good chance. As low as the print numbers are on Savage Dragon, there's a good chance that if you're reading it and you're not reading Savage Dragon, you probably never read that crossover, right? Right. But at, this, at the same time, like, I just hate the idea that that is the best strategy when you could i know he's capable of just delivering awesome new comics and right. so i'm 100 percent with you i like that i'm learning more about ant and i do find the character and her setup appealing i like gadget man a lot like i like him a lot more than i even expected to like him just kind of also do want to agree with you so that you don't feel I mean you don't feel like like nobody else is out there feeling it (laughs) I'm ready for there not to be like I'm ready to hit like a period where every issue is something new I I don't I don't really feel like we need I don't feel like it benefits the book necessarily because the thing is is if you want to tell me Gadget Man's cool and if you want to tell me Hannah's cool just just write stories where they're cool. And it's kind of like the same thing. If you want to connect, uh, you know, Ant to Malcolm, write a story that takes place now where Malcolm and Ant are connecting. Right. You know, that way, and they can reference the past and be like, oh, yeah, this is like when we went down to Mexico with Spawn and took out Isaiah Stone and instantly, with one caption box, see Savage Dragon 216. It's like... Instantly, the reader knows, shit, I should check that out. And it's like, boom, the job's done. You don't have to create retread issues. Right. Like, no why reference. spoon
1: feed it? Like, there's yeah. back issues. You could get somebody interested in that.
2: Yeah. That you way. could s- send people to a trade, like, collected in Savage Dragon trade number 13 or whatever. And it's like, I'm with you. I am with you. I'm enjoying the ride. I am enjoying it more and more and more with each issue.
1: I agree. I think each issue is getting better than the last.
2: But I do totally. I'm, I totally can absolutely say that in a perfect world, it would have been a clean slate, no retread. And we'd have five issues of brand We'd have uh, yeah, five, technically, because there was Ant Number 12. We'd have five issues of brand new Eric Larson comics. Instead of five issues of like kind of a weird Mario Frankenstein, Mario Eric Frankenstein kind of a setup. So it could have been done a lot better for sure. As much as I'm enjoying it, I, I gotta, I have to accept that that's definitely the case.
0: <laughs> well, I think we said it all. Yeah, I think that wraps up this episode
2: of the Savage Fincast
0: Raven, want to take time. us home?
2: Got it. Spider Man writer and artist Eric Larson concludes his epic Ant Spawn Savage Dragon crossover in suitably epic fashion. The trio travels to New Mexico to take on the menace Alzea Stone, a man using his mutant ability to transform zealots and social misfits seeking power into deadly foes. Ant comes with our highest possible recommendation. <clears throat> Nice.
0: Looking forward. Isaiah Stone. Yeah. Um. My one hope is that maybe there'll be something new with Isaiah Stone at the end of this, since, as my recollection is, at the end of this story, Ant gets trapped underground. So maybe there's something new under the surface.
2: It's also, I think you your hope is founded because we see Ant crawling out of the cover, or crawling out of the ground. Right. On on the original solicit there, so it's it's kind of like, dude, there, yeah. Here is the thing: everything has a potential to be awesome, and if he reveals some big new like element, because I was never satisfied with Alzaya Stone's ending, right? It's like here is this guy that can fucking give people powers, and he's sitting on a throne underground in a cave in New Mexico, and he just dies from a cave in. So it's like. I'm ready for something cool. Also, what's his connection to this fucking religious cult that wants to bring about the apocalypse? I think there's a lot of potential. But I guess we'll see.
0: Yeah. So until next time, guys. Grab on these nuts. (laughs) What? (laughs) Did, Did you not hear me at the start of the episode?
2: No. Yes.